Welcome to The Jordan Parker Show, where facts and opinions will coexist. Here, you'll discover how to live life on your own terms. And now, here's your host, Jordan Parker. Welcome, my friends. I hope you're having an awesome day. Here, we'll break down secrets and strategies related to personal finance, investing opportunities, real estate, and creating passive income streams so that you can become financially free. This episode was also posted on my YouTube channel, so if there's any parts that seem confusing, make sure to check out the channel and website linked in the description below for more context and visuals. Enjoy. If you want to start investing in real estate or you don't have a lot of money, you don't have a lot of time, you don't have good credit, no worries. I'm going to go over eight different ways that you can invest in real estate, um, whether you're a newbie or you have some experience. So let's get started. The first thing is going to be wholesaling. Wholesaling has been around for a long time, but it's really taken off a lot in the last five years. So why is it becoming so popular? Well, the barrier to entry is extremely low as you can essentially wholesale with very little or no money at all. So to keep it somewhat short, wholesaling is basically when you find a homeowner looking to sell their property and find a buyer then who is willing to pay cash for that property. You're basically the middleman that's linking these two together. So these homeowners are usually distressed for one reason or another, including uh, they could be late on their taxes, they might be being foreclosed on, um, there's a, a recent divorce or a death in the family, etc. Whatever the reason may be, they want to sell their home and they need to sell it fast. This along with not wanting to pay high realtor fees is the reason that wholesalers are able to successfully come to the rescue. So. Since these homeowners need to sell fast, they're often willing to sell at a steep discount and this presents an incredible opportunity for cash buyers and you as the wholesaler. So for example, John loses his job, right? And he's unable to make his mortgage payments. Now the bank is going to foreclose on his house in three weeks. So John wants to sell so he can pay off his mortgage and not take that hit on his credit because if you get foreclosed on, you can say bye bye to your credit. So he doesn't have the time to list it on the market or the money to work with an agent. He's willing to sell at his home for $200,000 or he's willing to sell, let's just say his $200,000 home for $130,000. So 70,000 less than it's actually worth. Now that's if the buyer can pay cash and they can close fast because John needs to sell in three weeks or less. So you would sign a purchase agreement with John for 130,000 with the rights to assign the contract to a cash buyer. So that's the key. You're basically signing a purchase agreement for 130,000 and you're going to assign that purchase agreement, that contract to a cash buyer that you find. So once you find a cash buyer to assign the contract and buy the property for 150,000, then you're all set. So let's just say they both meet. You have the seller and the buyer now and you're the middleman. They both meet the day of closing to sign any final paperwork and then you get to walk away with a $20,000 assignment fee. Now, how does that work? Well, John originally sold the, the purchase agreement to you for $130,000 and then you wholesale that or you assign that contract that you originally signed with John. So you assign that contract, basically selling that contract to a cash buyer. So there's plenty of investors out there um, that are looking for properties. You found the cash buyer who's willing to buy that contract for you from you for 150,000. So you bought it for 130,000. You're selling it for 150,000. That's how you come up with that $20,000 difference. And that's called your assignment fee. 
Now there's many other details that I didn't cover. Just wanted to give a quick little synopsis on how this works. But I, I will be coming out with a free course and more articles on this. So stay tuned uh, into my blog and other videos on my YouTube. Make sure to subscribe and I'll go a little bit deeper into wholesaling. So the second way to invest in real estate now is investing in large real estate deals. So you're able to buy into larger real estate deals with very little money. This can be either commercial or residential and your equity will depend on how much you want to actually invest. So there's two great things about investing in larger real estate deals online. Low minimums, so depending on the platform you use, you can invest as little as $500 and be an owner in a property. You don't have to be an accredited investor. Uh, in the past, to participate in these types of investments, you had to be an accredited investor. But the rule has gone away for, for certain types. As such, if you're looking to diversify your investments but don't have a lot of money to do it, this could be a very lucrative way for you to start and uh, very low um, capital to get started in, in investing in real estate. So the two platforms that I would suggest for investing in real estate um, in these type of deals online, number one would be Fundrise and number two would be Realty Mogul. So I won't dive too deep into these companies. They're two of the more prominent companies. You can do the research if you're curious about these two. Um, but I can leave a link below in the description. Otherwise, check my blog and there's a little bit more on these companies as well. So the third way to invest in real estate is buying a rental property. So purchasing a house or multi-unit property and renting them out is a great way to produce extra monthly cash flow. This is actually one of my favorites on the list. You'll also build equity in the property over the years, so it's a win-win. Now to do this, you'll likely need decent credit and will need money for a down payment. So whether you purchase a house or a multi-unit property, you'll want to understand what you'll be able to rent it for versus what the monthly mortgage payment or and, and your taxes are. Um, that's how you're gonna determine what's a good investment, where you'll be able to actually cash flow, and um, where you're not going to get screwed over. So I'd recommend a 30-year mortgage with fixed interest rates. Uh, this is going to give you the most stable and lower monthly payments so that you can uh, cash flow over those 30 years. Now there's several ways to do this from buying in an area with high rents to putting a lot of money down so that your mortgage payment is low. Um, you can find properties on public sites such as Zillow or Trulia or even Facebook now every once in a while you can find a great deal on sites like Craigslist as well. So there's there are two downsides to owning a rental property. Number one is you'll have to likely have some kind of money up front, unlike some of the other options in this article or in this video. And number two, you're going to need to be a landlord and could uh, deal with problem tenants unless you decide to hire a property manager. But if you're just having uh, one apartment or one condo or house, that you have to manage, you're probably not gonna hire a property manager. The property manager typically comes when you start to scale and you start to have multi um, units to manage. So it's essential that you find good tenants who are gonna pay you on time and take care of the property. Now, rental properties can be extremely lucrative once you've scaled and purchased a few of them. And the best part about this is that once you've scaled to the point when you can actually hire that property manager, all of your monthly cash flow is essentially gonna be passive income stream. You're not going to be getting those midnight calls. That's why you hire that property manager. You may have to buy, you know, certain things and minor fixes here and there, but for the most part, that's what you're paying the property manager for. Okay, so the fourth way to invest in real estate is flipping. Everyone's 
pretty familiar with flipping there's TV shows all over it's a very lucrative way to get into the, the industry now flipping homes it can be a bit risky but it's extremely rewarding flipping a house is the the sum of purchasing homes under market value then you fix them up and then you sell those houses for a profit with property values at high levels it could be a great time to get into flipping if you're a cash buyer you could even sync up with a wholesaler like we talked about earlier who can find you a discounted property so to be a successful flipper you need to hunt down those bargain homes or you need to have relationships and contacts who are wholesalers and they'll be able to find you these homes so the less work that you have to do the better the ideal flip um, would be one that only needs minor cosmetic repairs you really don't want to get into ones that need new roofs um, you know big expenses here and there the structurals if you can just find cosmetic repairs you know like painting or, or minor fixes here and there that's going to save you money and time and it's going to allow you to scale quicker so you could then make the home look more aesthetically appealing and sell it for profit if you have these homes that you're investing in with only cosmetic repairs as opposed to structural that could take months to do so things like painting like i said painting or replacing the carpet basically you just want to avoid these structural repairs that are going to take a lot of time uh, it's going to be very you know not cost effective and with that with your contractors there's often delays in the manual labor so just don't even get involved in that now like i said before flipping can be a risky game because if you're not able to sell for what you expected to you're going to have wasted a lot of time and a lot of money so like i said there's a lot of risk you're taking a big chance when flipping homes which is why you have to pay special attention to the location the needs and the price and i'm going to highlight location because that's the most important thing when you're looking at real estate for the most part and especially with flipping however if you have a knack for flipping houses you could find one of these um, houses in, in not so good location and still make it work but for the newbies and someone that's not as familiar with flipping location 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 okay so number five is going to be buying a property subject to all right so out of all of the eight that i'm going to name and talk about today this is the one that you've probably never heard of or know nothing about and that's okay because most people are in that same boat this is what makes buying a property subject to awesome because subject to typically means you're buying a property subject to the existing mortgage which means the seller is not paying off or is not paying their mortgage and the buyer is going to be taking over their payments so the unpaid balance of the existing mortgage is then calculated as part of the buyer's purchase price subject to usually relates to the mortgage but you can really buy subject to deal on anything you can buy subject to deal on a water heater it could be subject to anything but typically it's subject to the mortgage so you could buy like i said you could buy in, in many different ways that's going to be up to you and your negotiating skills um, but we can talk about that in another video down the line uh, on more specific video related to subject two. So basically the seller is going to agree to deed the property to you, but they're going to keep the mortgage loan in their name. Yes, they're going to keep the actual mortgage loan in their name. So you're going to actually own that property and you're not going to have the loan in your name. So that sounds a little too good to be true. So why would the seller agree to this? That's the main question, right? So the two main reasons are time and debt relief. They can literally hand you over the deed tomorrow and you can start making payments immediately. 
So one major benefit to the seller is that all payments are going to go on their credit report. So it's going to help them build or repair credit. And likely if they're willing to do a subject to deal with you, they're probably struggling or they may not have the best credit. So that's going to be very important for them. One major risk is that the bank could call the loan due since most mortgages do not allow for a transfer of title without paying off the mortgage, which is also called the due on sale clause. Um, if you know anything about subject two, you'll, you'll commonly hear about this is the main issue, but it's super, super rare. I, I don't know anyone or I've ever heard about getting called out or having uh, issues with the due on sale clause. So there's really nothing to worry about, but it's just something to keep in the back of your head. Okay, so number six is going to be renting out a room in your home. Now, if you're not sold on the thought of purchasing a home to rent out, you could first test the waters by renting out a portion of your own house or your condo or um, heck, if you have a multi-room apartment and you're somehow able to actually rent out that other room, be careful doing that, but that is just an option. If you're yet to purchase your first home and you like this idea, you could even do the following, which is probably my one of my favorite things in real estate investing, and it's called house hacking. Everyone and their mother should consider house hacking as a way to dip your toes into real estate. This is when you purchase a property, typically a multi-unit, so a duplex, a triplex, a quadplex, and you're going to rent out the other unit that you're not actually living in. So you essentially live for free and you can start saving up for your next investment property. And even better, if, you're, if you do your research and due diligence, you can actually cash flow that property. So not only are you living free, you're gonna actually be getting paid by that other tenant to, to actually live there. It couldn't be more awesome. So if you get a duplex and your mortgage, is, let's just say is $600, and you find a tenant that's willing to pay $800 for that unit, they're basically paying your mortgage and your electric bill and maybe even your cable because they're paying you $800 and the mortgage is only $600. So you're cash flowing $200 every single month to live. You're living for free and actually making money at the same time. So the, the advantages to renting a portion of your house is that you get to watch your tenant closely. It's less likely that a tenant will try to stiff you for the rent payments um, if you're actually in the same household. Now renting a portion of your house also gives you the ability to feel uh, like get a feel of what it's like to be a landlord without making such a huge monetary investment of actually buying your own house. Now, if you're worried about the large down payment, look into an FHA loan. FHA loans are awesome for house hacking. Um, I couldn't speak more highly of them, but you want to make sure you do your, your due diligence and research on that. I'm not going to dive too deep into it right now, but again, FHA loan if you're trying to do a house hack. Number seven, help homeowners rent out their house with Airbnb. So I think everybody's pretty familiar with Airbnb. And this is a very unique way to get into the real estate game, but one that can be extremely advantageous. In short, you basically find homeowners looking to rent or sell their home and help them rent it out using Airbnb. So if you've went on Zillow, Trulia, Craigslist, Facebook, and you've seen these house listings that have been listed for two, three, four, five, six months, and you can tell they're struggling, whether it's the market, whether it's the home itself, they're struggling to get it sold or rented out. These are gonna be the homes that you're gonna attack with this method. So these homeowners are struggling to find buyers or tenants, and you're gonna provide a service to fill this vacancy for them. Basically, you're gonna inform them that you work with Airbnb and you can find them tenants and actually make them 50% more in monthly revenue. So when you're making your pitch to them, you're gonna let them know instead of renting their property out for $1,000 per month to a tenant, 
or sitting vacant like it is right now, you can make them $1,500 per month and you're gonna manage the, the Airbnb listing as well as handle the, the home maintenance. So they literally have nothing to do and they're gonna make 50% more money each and every month while building equity in the home. That's hard to pass up once you can actually explain this to the homeowner. Now, there are some risks with having numerous tenants in and out, so you wanna make sure that you're protected with an attorney-reviewed contract. Definitely do not skip this step because if you forget, or skip this step, you forget it, and you just worry about getting tenants in there, um, you're gonna be screwed in the long run and you do not wanna have to deal with those issues. You could be dealing with a lawsuit on your hands. So you have to be persistent with homeowners as well as um, the idea that they're not gonna like the concept at first because they're gonna be unfamiliar with it. And let's face it, we all say no to things that we don't understand. So the Airbnb method can be a little bit tough, but once you get the hang of it, it can be extremely lucrative. If you're curious about uh, learning more about this, feel free to leave a comment below. But um, you can also Google the name, I believe his name is Brian Page. That's who I heard about this method from um, through an interview with him. And he seems to be the Airbnb pro. A lot of free resources out there as well. Just type it into Google or YouTube. Um, but the Airbnb method is a great method um, to look into. So number eight, we're going to talk about real estate investment trusts. Otherwise, REITs, REITs, whatever you're familiar with, you've probably heard of these as well. Now, if you think real estate is a great investment, but you don't want to get so quite hands-on, you could take your real estate investing into the stock market. So you don't want to deal with flipping, you don't want to deal with all this other labor and, and contract talk and negotiating, all this stuff face-to-face. -face. Um, but more about REITs, they're a great way for you to invest in real estate without actively being involved. And basically, it is a fund that is set up to invest in mortgage instruments such as bonds and stocks in the real estate niche. There's also a few different types of, of REITs. So there's equity, mortgages, and hybrid. An equity REIT is, it, it invests in properties, okay? A mortgage REIT is investing in mortgages, and a hybrid is a mixture of the two. Now, all three typically offer high yields. Basically, you get paid back from the interest of others um, what they're actually paying into their mortgages. So if you're strapped for time, investing in REITs is probably the way to go. Some of the more popular ones include American Capital Agency, um, Annaly, or Realty Income. And these can be found on the New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, um, etc. So make sure to do some research on this. Won't dive any deeper into this right now, but a great way if you don't want to be so hands-on and you just want to put some money into the stock market uh, or and into real estate as well. So that is the eighth and final way. I hope you enjoyed the video. A lot of these you can get involved and started with today. There's low barrier of entry to things like wholesaling. There's other things like house hacking that are pretty easy as well. Um, that great ways to dip your toes into real estate. And then once you scale, you can start doing things like flipping it and, and so forth. So hope you enjoyed the video. If there's any other questions on this, please leave a comment below. Check out my blog. There's more on the real estate uh, industry and creative real estate in the blog. I will leave the description below. Any other questions, feel free to ask. Otherwise, thanks for watching and we'll see you soon.